Yeah. And I was like, I can't wait to smell the tennis ball smell. And I was like, 
like open it up and I was like, ew. Really? <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm I used weird. to like it. <laughs> I used to like it. Maybe it's changed as we get older. Our taste changed. So maybe now I'd break it open and be like, oh, that's like rubber ass. <laughs> <laughs> so what's today's show going to be about? Well, if anyone has ever heard of conspiracy theories. Oh, <laughs> our favorite. <laughs> it's about musicians and the conspiracy theories. So we're just going to list a few things. I'm going to feature the 27 Club. I think a lot of people have heard of that, but some people haven't. And you're going to be talking about Paul McCartney I is am. dead. Yes. He's not the real Paul McCartney. He's he the, died a long time ago. He's the faux McCartney. <laughs> and also the weird phenomena, if anyone's ever noticed, and I try to look this up, there is no information on this, but there's a lot of famous people including musicians, but other celebrities, that when they do these like professional photo shoots, they cover their eye with their hand or they cover it with their hair or an item. And it's it's been done so many times that there's a conspiracy that's like an Illuminati symbol. I mean, it makes sense if they keep doing it, there's something up with that. I know. Or it's the same photographer and he can't think outside the box. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but how long has this been going back for? Do we have an idea? I don't know. I think that actually the Beatles have oh yeah I think images of that. So yeah. it does go back in that whole time period when rock and roll was just getting so huge. I think there's a lot of conspiracy theories about musicians being Satan worshippers and, you know, subliminal messages. Well, you and... have that movie Crossroads with Ralph Macchio. I never saw it. I know I know what it's about. Okay. So for the listeners that don't know, and I'm dating myself here because I think this was back in the 80s this came out. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, about a, a kid that was trying to play the blues guitar. And he basically signed his soul to the devil. Or maybe he didn't, but somebody he emulated did. I don't know. It was odd. But anyway, most of the conspiracies are set that these musicians sign their souls to the devil to gain massive popularity. And in some cases, there's some weird stuff around it that does kind of point to that. I mean, let's get into it before we hit the 27. In the documentary with Lady Gaga, I remember a part in there where she starts crying and she's sitting down on the side of a car and she keeps talking about how she should have never signed the deal with the man. A lot of speculation went into the fact that she signed this deal with the devil, basically, or somebody in the high up ranks that says, you know, we own your ass if you sign and we'll give you, you know, number one albums. But I think there's some weird stuff. I'm not, you know, like I'm not too familiar with this story. I know that a lot of the music videos that she has done, you know, and I think a lot of them in general, they use cult symbolism. They use dark imagery. I don't know if that reflects what they believe or if that is just a way to draw people to the video because it's so different. Could be. Uh, what about one of the Led Zeppelin guys? Was it Jimmy Page who bought the house? Yeah, Aleister Crowley's house. Yeah, and Aleister Crowley Page. was kind of involved in a lot of music somehow. Yeah, supposedly he has been kicked out of several countries. He used to do like a, a form of the Black Mass, I think, like his own version. I don't think like the Anton LaVey style black black mask and he also i think raped his own son or did something terrible he was a really bad disturbed person he was and if you guys really want to freak out watch there's a, a youtube documentary on alistair crowley and it is creepy man he's not a good person at all and but yet he's gotten this attention from musicians especially because even the beatles have him in a uh i think one of their album covers you know, obviously wasn't in there live. It was like an image of him in there, not because he died a long time ago. Yeah. 
you know, it's weird how when you talk about secret societies and people who are in the occult, we don't know from our side what's really going on. And it just it can either get out of control and huge and the story's completely off or part of it is true. I'll give an example of something that I learned even about the Catholic Church. So this present pope that's in now uh, was elected like it's supposed to be like a, a college of cardinals that pray and the Holy Spirit gives them, the, you know, the person they're going to elect. And this is the way it's always been done for a couple thousand years, I guess. So after he was elected, this cardinal comes out and said, his name is Cardinal Deniels of Belgium. You can look this up. He said it on a video. I saw it myself because we got Pope Francis elected. We're like a mafia-like group. We call ourselves the St. Gallen Mafia. Well, I guess a group of cardinals were coming together in St. Gallen, Switzerland, ironically use this place, I guess, that supposedly Aleister Crowley used to use to do black masses. Weird. Yes, very weird. And someone had put that together on another YouTube channel saying that Aleister Crowley definitely stayed at this place, this whole town, there's something wrong with it. And I heard Cardinal Daniels himself say it. And that was so disturbing and eye-opening about what goes on with these very powerful people. You know, I mean, the head of the Roman Catholic Church is really powerful. You know, like he's known throughout the whole world and he's affecting millions of people. So I think there's something too that there are people who use their money and use their power to do what they want. And I think that musicians and actors and all them could do that. I don't think it's as organized as we might imagine it. You know, like they all meet at Bohemian Grove or something, you know. But I think there's something. And I think there's a lot of people that up front look like decent, wonderful people, but then you find out later that they were terrible. And you're like, wow, you would have never have known. Right. So I have a tendency to think there is something. I think about some of the bands that have skyrocketed into fame. And then I think about all the local musicians we know mm-hmm. and the tons of musicians that are super talented that don't go anywhere. Yeah. And you do have to wonder, is there somebody or something deep and evil out there that is making contracts with these people? I don't know. But let's dive in. I can start with one weird thing I came across before we go into the 27 Club. Sure. (laughs) That Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Yeah. (laughs) Now, there was a video, and in this video, and you can YouTube this, you can go in and type in Stevie Wonder catches a microphone stand. He's singing Hey Jude with Paul McCartney, weirdly, or Faux McCartney for all we know. (laughs) And in the video, they're singing na 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 na, and Paul goes, or faux Paul goes running down past everyone, and as he does, he hits this microphone stand, and this microphone stand kind of flips towards Stevie Wonder, and Stevie just randomly puts his hand out and kind of catches it between his hand and his arm on his forearm. Now, here's what's weird. Like, I know blind people have a little bit of... I think they have extra sensory with their ears and other things because they have to rely on them more. Right. But they're singing very loudly at this point. So I don't know how he could have heard that microphone stand. I don't even think that made a sound. And if it did, I don't know if you could hear it over everyone singing. He weirdly catches it. And I don't know what to think of that. I've watched it a few times. Steph, you've seen it? Yeah, I did see it. What do you think? It... It's one of those things where I did think until you just brought up now, because I didn't think about the loudness of the stage, but that people who are blind are really good at listening. Right. 
and he might have heard it. You can kind of tell what direction it's going to fall just from your ears, you know. So I thought, maybe, but then you're right. It's so loud. And I don't know if there was any vibration from it either. Like he could probably feel if he's, you know, really blind, he could feel Paul McCartney run by. Right. And he could have felt and somewhat heard him knock the microphone and maybe he just put his arm out like out of reflex, but then, you know, wasn't maybe seeing it, but just out of reflex and end up being right. And he caught it just out of, you know, <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. And the only other weird thing that tied in that I found kind of credible was Shaq. There was an interview with Shaquille O'Neal, and he was talking to some sports announcers, and he was saying how, and you can find this on YouTube too, by the way, but he talks about how he's standing in a building, and he's getting ready to get on an elevator, and Stevie walks up and says, what's up, Shaq? And Shaq's kind of like, whoa, okay. And Stevie hits the elevator button. They get on the elevator. He hits the button to get off the floor he needs to, and then he just gets off the floor. If you watch Shaq tell that on YouTube again, it is a little weird. I don't see Shaq lying about that. Now, do you think that maybe Stevie's like not dark, completely dark blind, that maybe is partially blind, like legally blind? You can't maybe drive, but you can That's what see I'm thinking. some things. That's what I'm thinking. That's the only possibility because, I mean, why Why would, okay, the only thing is, is why would you <laughs> pretend to be blind? I don't know. I don't think he would. That would be a really awful way to live. But, you know, if the Illuminati are controlling you, like, listen, this is what you got to do. Right. I just we're going to make millions. I know. <laughs> but he's such a prolific and amazing. He's amazing yeah. yeah, he's amazing. He does. He wouldn't need that conspiracy to back it up. But the only thing I can say is I, I agree with you. I think it's just maybe it's like a low light situation. Maybe he can kind of see shadows. But that doesn't explain how he knew that was Shaq. But Shaq's a big dude. So maybe, maybe he knew. I don't know. <laughs> His psychic abilities are extremely high. Yeah. My sister Jessica, back in the early 80s, we were both in uh, elementary school. She was probably in like the third or fourth grade. Her best friend's parents had gotten tickets to see Stevie Wonder and invited Jessica to go. And I was so jealous. Yeah. Because if you remember like on the Cosby show when Stevie Wonder was on, that was probably my favorite episode. I love Stevie. Yeah. So... So she said that she went to go to the bathroom, and when she's coming back, that's when the lights dimmed and he was coming out. And he said that he came down at the aisle she was going down, and with a, like an entourage of people, and they were gonna put him up on stage. Yeah. And she says she was literally right in front of him, and she was. I could see Stevie Wonder. She was, but he couldn't probably see me. <laughs> or maybe he could. <laughs> I know. Now we're like, well, maybe he did see her. She was so excited about that. All right, Steph, I promised you we're going to go into the 27 Club. But before we do, let me just do one backmasking message. And if you don't know what backmasking is or reverse messages, you're going to go down a rabbit hole if you check this out on YouTube. So there's people actively listening to popular bands and musicians and listening to their music in reverse. And a lot of messages that are coming out in reverse seem to be satanic or Illuminati driven. But this one's kind of sad. And I, I just want to play it for the audience. It's Miley Cyrus. It's a song called The Climb. I'm going to play it forward first. Forward, it says, it's all about, it's all about the climb. Keep the faith, keep your faith. So let me play that now. When you reverse that, Miley is saying, find me, help me, God, I am lost, I am lost. So I'm going to go ahead and play that for you and see what you hear. Yes, 
It blows me away. Wow, right? Yeah. That seems awfully clear in reverse. And it sounds just as emotional as it did the other way, too. Like, you hear the emotion in it. Now, do you believe that's the truth coming out of her? I, I don't know. I think I think there's something to that. I think, you know, we can't hide stuff at all. You know, no matter, no matter what we do, I think it eventually comes out. You know, people try to hide stuff, but I think it's going to manifest in one way or the other, either with an illness or somehow, you know, it's just going to come out. Well, there have been obviously conspiracies wrapped around Miley Cyrus, too. Yes. Do you know yeah. any of those? I think she was used maybe sexually. Yeah, I've heard that ritual abuse as a child. And, you know, it's all those Disney kids, too. That's another weird thing. You look at the meltdowns with all the Disney kids, and I feel so bad for them. Yeah. And and with Michael Jackson, his whole childhood was being an entertainer and how stressful that must have been. It also must have been a lot of joys to that. But look how disturbed he became later on. He had a video out, and it's called They Don't Care About Us. And in the video, he's with a bunch of little kids. They got drums, and he's kind of like, seems like he's like in this warrior mode, you know. But I had heard that that was his break, I think, with his music label or did something because of the control that they had over him. So it was basically saying they don't care about us. A few other bands that had done videos where they were basically declaring their freedom from their (laughs) contracts, you know, that they had with these people that basically they started off with, but, you know, too much control over them, I guess. Now talk about this 27 Club. Tell us about it. So the 27 Club is a bunch of musicians. Some are actors and artists, but mainly musicians that have died ironically at 27 and usually from the same type of thing it's either a drug overdose alcohol poisoning or suicide and so a lot of the people on the list uh, I think one of the first people that they've listed is Jim Morrison from the doors yeah and I always forget yeah he was really young when he died yeah he looked like an old man with his beard and his crazy but that was again drugs yeah he really he aged pretty quick and I would never think he was 27. I would have thought he was like in his 40s or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But it was in this time period from like 1969 to 1971 that a whole bunch died. And I think that was uh, Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. And then later on, you know, after a whole bunch of these famous musicians died at 27, then Kurt Cobain died at 27. And then later on, Amy Winehouse at 27. And Amy Winehouse had said to people... I'm afraid I'm going to die at 27. Like she felt like it was going to happen. And even uh, Kurt Cobain's mother said, I hope you don't join that stupid club. And she was talking about the 27 club. Right. So I think that there now is like this a little bit of a fear, but there was a scientific group that did a study about it and they analyzed all the deaths of musicians and artists. There's a small group that died at 27. They said the majority died in their 20s. Right. That were musicians. 27, they're saying that's not significant enough, but the fact that they're in their 20s and like early 30s is. Drug abuse. When you're a musician, a rock star, an actor, you have access to pretty much unlimited drugs and sex. With the people that are highly addictive people that, yeah, they just go from one thing to the other. Right. So that could account for the 27 Club. Yeah. Anyone that you idolize or listen to, you're going to be really sad when they go. Especially in that tragic-ass manner. Yeah, because they're very talented. And it, it makes me sad when I think about, too, like, if they are selling their their souls to the devil to get better, I feel like it's like a trick. It's like they already were great, but I think their lack of confidence drives them to do that because they're frustrated that it's going nowhere. So 
I feel like it's just a bad deal that you're making a really bad deal. Like if anyone thinks of doing that, please don't do it. No, you have to wonder too, does this tie into something? Because these people were pretty, most of them were pretty massive musicians. Well, look at Andy Gibb from the Bee Gees. They're still huge now, but he didn't, he died at like 30 or something. Right. And who was his girlfriend was uh, the, from the Carpenters, Karen Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Karen Carpenter's not part of the 27. <laughs> no, that's the thing is there's so many people that have died. And I think that scientific group is kind of right that the 20s and 30s seem to be this time period where they almost all of them, you know, they have drug issues or whatever, do die. But yet there is just a weird coincidence that there's this group that are dying at 27. Some of them are really took it to the, the extreme. I, do, I don't know much about Amy Winehouse. But oh, yeah. Well, she was a raging, I think, alcoholic. Yeah, like a drinker. Yeah. And, and um, she just didn't. I mean, she looked... Oof. Yeah. You could look at her and go, oh, man. It makes me sad, too, that these people that have tremendous talent, you know, a lot of them are dealing with mental illness, maybe their own, like, uh, what's her name from the Cranberries? Dolores, uh, right? Dolores O'Riordan. Mm -hmm. That was, to me, very sad because she was sexually abused as a child and it still stayed with her. And then I, I don't know, you know, what other drug issues that she had, but I think that she did have them. It just took her over it finally just consumed her and you think such a talent someone who i i definitely loved them back in the 90s the cranberries yeah i did too it's sad to see someone so talented it's, go through it's that. within the music culture for sure all yeah. of this so i guess you can say that it's rife with conspiracy yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's shift it to something that's a little weird and that is the paul is dead conspiracy when i say paul is dead i mean paul mccartney and I'm going to give credit to James Willis on this because James Willis did a lot of research. Uh, James, I think he did a book on it. He's been on lots of shows. So a lot of the information I did glean was from him. Even though he says he doesn't believe the conspiracy, there are some very strange things. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit and then I'm going to give you what I believe to now, be. See, he's the one that is given all the information about the conspiracy. But he doesn't believe it. I, he says he, yeah, I think in one of the interviews he claims he didn't really believe, he, he didn't really believe the conspiracy, but he started saying that a lot of it is very strange and unexplainable the, mm -hmm. the more he dug into it. So I think he kind of rides the fence myself. Okay. And after hearing and seeing some of the evidence myself, I'm kind of like, if this is true, it's insane. And if this isn't true, it's insane. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with the rumor. The rumor is, is that Paul died in a car accident. There was a college student, I believe, that wrote a article that went viral back then in the newspaper saying that Paul had died in a car accident. And if you look at the hidden meanings in a lot of the Beatles songs, it is weird. Any mention of death or cars like Eleanor Rigby or Good Morning, Good Morning proved particularly fruitful. So the opening words to got to get you into my life. I was alone. I took a ride. I didn't know what I would find there. The opening line of she's leaving home, which highlighted the moment of the accident, which was Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins. The suppression of the story in the news found its way into Lady Madonna. Wednesday morning papers didn't come. I'm sorry that I doubted you. I was so unfair. You were in a car crash and you lost your hair from Ringo's Don't Pass Me By. The line, find me in my field of grass in Mother's Nature's Son was taken as a reference to a cemetery. You know, they've got a sound of a car crash followed by an explosion in Revolution 9. We have these lyrics, but 
we also have a stand-in for Paul, a fall, a faux Paul. <laughs> and this faux Paul was supposed to be a Canadian lookalike named Billy Shears. What's very strange about this is Billy Shears went missing after he won this lookalike contest. Let's pull up the album cover for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Now, the front cover spells the word Beatles in flowers, and some took to say be at Leso, a reference to the Greek island the group were considering buying, actually called Leslo. An arrangement of yellow flowers below this of a left-handed bass guitar, the instrument most associated with Paul McCartney. He was a bassist. Some saw the flowers as spelling out the name Paul. If you're looking at this at home, you can pull this up on your phone or you can pull it up on your computer. A toy Aston Martin car sits atop the ragdoll on the right-hand side of the cover. If a mirror is placed horizontally, now this is how serious these conspiracy theorists are, they place a mirror horizontally across the middle of Sergeant Pepper's bass drum, so it bisects the word lonely hearts, the phrase I-1-11 in Roman numeral he die can be seen. This was taken to mean 11-9 he die, a reference to the supposed date of his death, November 9th. Hmm. A diamond symbol between he and die points upward to Paul McCartney. The album cover shows an open hand above McCartney's head, which in some religions is a symbol of death, signifying that someone will die or has recently died. At the bottom of the image is a statue of the Hindu god Shiva, the destroyer. His hand is pointing directly at McCartney. The original pressings of the album had the lyrics of the song along with the photo of the Beatles. And in the photo, George Harrison's thumb points to the line Wednesday morning at five o'clock, the alleged time of Paul's death. On the rear cover, McCartney has his back to the camera, suggesting that he is hiding his identity, turning one's back, and is said to be a symbol of death in certain cultures. Let's move on to Magical Mystery Tour. On the front cover is spelt the word Beatles in stars. Held up to the mirror, this reveals a telephone number said to be 2317438, and that is said to belong to a London mortuary. A number of photos in the booklet show McCartney without shoes, and that's said to signify death. People tend to be buried without them. And a still from the I Am the Walrus sequence appears to say, Love the Three Beatles. Next to the kit are McCartney's boots, as on Abbey Road, because he's, he's barefoot on Abbey Road too, covered in what appear to be blood stains. A still from Your Mother Should Know sequence shows all four Beatles in white suits dancing. McCartney is the only one to have a black carnation on his lapel, and the others all have red ones. A cartoon of Paul labeled The Fool on the Hill shows him with a crack in his head. I mean, this is weird, right? Mm -hmm. So if this is a conspiracy by the Beatles to just promote people to start looking for clues or just to get a buzz about, I mean, some people rumored that it could have been their manager trying to boost the sales. Mm -hmm. But it's still weird to carry on as long as they did with this, if this is true. Now, the Abbey Road cover is said to make a reference to a funeral procession with John Lennon dressed all in white as the priest, Ringo stars in a black suit as an undertaker, McCartney again being barefoot as many corpses would have been buried, and George Harrison following as a grave digger. Maybe they had to kill Paul so that their, you their know, music exploded and they sacrificed him. Yeah, the old Paul sucked and the new Paul. Well, it is weird, too, that they said that the old Paul barely knew how to play one instrument the new paul is playing like drums he's playing piano. bass piano yeah you know who could answer i think this question would be the original drummer from the band because he would know if that was the real paul or not wouldn't he tommy moore yeah yeah he would know and if the full paul would take a dna test we would know right but he's yeah. not going to do it 
but on the front of Abbey Road, McCartney was also out of step with the others. So all of them are in line walking across the road. It's that famous photo. Mm-hmm. His eyes are closed in the same picture, and McCartney's holding a cigarette with his right hand. Now, it's well known that he was left-handed. That's already suggesting an imposter was in his place. There was a Volkswagen Beetle car in the background, and that had the number plate LMW28IF. And LMW was taken to mean Linda McCartney weeps. And 28IF was interpreted as to Paul's age if he had lived. However, at the time of Abbey Road's release in 1969, he would have been 27 Hmm. rather than 28. Another 27 club. That's weird. If it's true. Yeah. Let's get into the music, though, because this is where it gets really interesting. Okay, so here's where we're going to get into playing some of the examples. The first example I have is the reprise of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. At the end of the reprise, as the band is singing the final words, Hearts Club Band, you can hear someone who sounds like Paul McCartney yelling something in the background, Paul is dead, everybody, really, really dead. This doesn't appear on any of the lyric sheets, and it goes by really fast, so I'm going to play it twice for you to try and hear. Did you hear it? No. Let's play it again. He says, Paul is dead for the really dead. You heard it that time? Yeah. Okay. The second example I'm going to play is from A Day in the Life, and it's from the same album, Sgt. Pepper's. And this is what it says is, He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. Nobody was really sure if he was from the House of Lords. People think that this was describing Paul McCartney's accident and that the line is saying nobody was really sure if he was from the House of Paul. To me, it doesn't sound like Lords, but let's see what you think. He blew his mind out in a car. It's supposed to say the House of Lords, but didn't that sound like the House of Paul? Yeah, it almost sounds like fall. <laughs> yeah, or fall McCartney. <laughs> really strange, mm-hmm. really strange. Okay, the next example I'm going to play for you guys is Strawberry Fields Forever. Now, at the very end of Strawberry Fields Forever, there's a fade out and a fade back in. Now, as it fades back in, you're going to hear a guitar that sounds like it's mimicking an ambulance, which could be the ambulance that was trying to take Paul to the hospital to save his life. Now, the ambulance-sounding guitar moves in stereo, as if it's a passing ambulance. As it's fading back out, you're going to hear John Lennon, and he is supposedly saying, I buried Paul. So I'm going to play that, and then I'm going to isolate it and amplify the I buried Paul section. Do 
John was asked if he was saying things at the end of that song, and he did admit that he was. But what he claimed to be saying was, I'm very bored and cranberry sauce. Now, cranberry sauce can be heard on various demos and on one of the anthologies, but on that version that I just played, it does not sound like cranberry sauce to me. Did it sound like cranberry sauce to you, Steph? No. Okay. It sounds like I buried Paul. Yeah, very it's clearly. really weird. Okay, let's go into uh, our next one. On our next example, it's coming from I Am the Walrus. Who is the walrus? It is a symbol of death in other cultures. At a point in the song I'm about to play, someone asks, is he really dead? It's drawn out and it's hard to hear. It's also not on any lyric sheet, but let's see if you can pick it up again. Again, I will try and isolate it and amplify. Is he really dead? I am the egg man. Sounds like it was dead. Yeah, like is he really dead? It's drawn out. Yeah. Next example actually comes from a backwards message in I Am the Walrus, so in the same song. Now, as the song is fading out, you have two different choruses going on. You're going to have a male and a female. One is saying forwards. This is forwards. Oompa, oompa, stick it up your jumper. And the other one is saying, got one, got one, everybody's got one. So here it is, and I'm going to play the track forward first. Now, allegedly, when you play this backwards, you're going to hear a message over and over that says, ha ha, Paul is dead. Ha ha, Paul is dead. Now, again, I tried to isolate that and add a spectral subtraction because it's a little hard to make out. But here it is. Ha ha, Paul is dead in reverse. wow right actually gave me the chills it's, it like, does some of these actually never give, heard that one before yeah some of them give me a little a little chill because it's kind of like why are you going to this length if this is a, a prank this just seems pretty dark and also mm-hmm. if it's real it's kind of creepy and scary and sad but and uh, what was the reason that people think that they're covering this up and you, you said it was something like they were afraid of uh you know people going crazy right hysteria well if you remember back to the the videos back in the 50s the black and white where the girls are going crazy screaming crying mm-hmm. oh my god the beatles right yeah well the queen this is part of the conspiracy didn't want mass suicides happening so they held this contest this lookalike contest after paul mccartney died in the car crash and faux paul came in and took over when we were talking about how he played way more instruments than the original Paul. Mm-hmm. And we talk about how the original Paul was left-handed, but the new Paul was right-handed. Strange. Okay. They also talk about facial reconstructions. And you can see where Paul's back is 
in a lot of album covers, he, he's standing backwards, so you can't see his face. And there's actually um, pictures of him where he's had you know work done or he's had wrappings around his face, but he claimed he was in a moped accident. Hmm. A little strange. They think that might have been when he had facial reconstruction. There's also been different colored eyes that the real Paul had different colored eyes than the faux Paul. When they did an overlay of the two Pauls, Mm -hmm. the original Paul was shorter. And I I believe the new Paul had quite a substantial height difference. Longer arms, Hmm. longer legs, different ears, um, just things weren't lining up. And they believe that was the faux Paul. But let me go into the next one. Uh, The next example I have is off of the White Album. It's from While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Now, obviously, the speculation is that the guitar is crying because of Paul. But at the end, George is saying, oh, oh. And then if you listen, it changes to Paul, Paul. At the very end, because he's missing the dead beetle. So you know that famous part of the thing. He goes, oh, oh. Well, at the very, very end, you're going to hear Paul, Paul. Hmm. Listen close. See if you can hear it. sound like paul yeah now we could be just you know it could be pareidolia i don't know but it it does sound like paul to me the next example i have is in the song i'm so tired john lennon this one's tough all right but right when i'm so tired ends there's a voice very low and in the background it's it's a speaking voice it also doesn't appear on any lyric sheet so we're gonna start with the section forward in context, okay? So here's I'm so tired, forward in context, you're going to be listening to the voice at the very end. I give you everything I've got for you. Did you hear that voice, Steph? That talking at the yeah. end? Yeah. I didn't hear what it said, though. Okay, well, John Lennon is claiming forward that that's saying, Monsieur, Monsieur, how about another one? <laughs> didn't sound like it to me. But if you play that backwards, you're going to hear, Paul is a dead man, miss him, miss him. Hmm. So let me go ahead and play that now. Wow, that is really weird. <laughs> I don't know what to think of these. I know. Um, the next example I have is from the song Glass Onion. This is all forward, and, and, and it isn't in the lyric sheet. So the idea is, who is the walrus, and what does that actually mean? The lines are, I told you about the walrus and me, man. You know that we're as close as can be, man. Well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. Now, remember, the walrus ties into other cultural beliefs in death. 
So here we go. I told you about the war is a mean man. You know that we're as close as can be, man. Well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. Strange. A lot of a lot of walrus references between the artwork and the music. The next one I have is off of Revolution 9. That song is the one that drives me crazy. Remember that? That's the, not a song, really. No. It's, just a, <laughs> it's kind of like what it was what I was going to use for our, our number stations, for my personal number station. <laughs> uh, most Beatles aficionados know that Revolution 9 was a recorded experiment that will pretty much drive you mad. I mean, I used to skip that track on the White Album every time I'd listen. So I'm going to save you from hearing that. However... Throughout this very long piece, there's an engineer's voice, and he comes on and he repeats over and over, number nine, number nine, number nine. (laughs) Now, if you turn that backwards, you're going to hear, turn me on, dead man. And it's really weird. Here we go. I'm going to play that for you now. Yeah, that's pretty clear backwards, you know, that sounds like turn me on dead man. Which doesn't make any sense. The next example I have is let it be. That's an iconic song. And now when you play the words let it be backwards, it turns into he is dead Again, <laughs> I, tr- I tried to isolate this at the end twice. So if you believe Paul is dead, then this would be faux McCartney saying that. However, either way, it's strange. So we're listening to He is Dead. He's dead. Yeah. It's a little, that one's a little, eh. That one's, yeah, a little bit less clear. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one, but this one to me is amazing. Years after John Lennon's passing, the Beatles took an old Lennon song and it was free as a bird, and they mixed their vocals into it as a tribute. The video for this has all sorts of clues. Uh, Paul McCartney admitted they did this as a joke and put a backwards message in as a joke. And this was some proof that they did put at least one backwards message in. Now, at the very end, you're going to hear a man that sounds like gibberish. But what is really in the recording was a man saying, turned out nice again, didn't it? When they flip this backwards, it says, made for John Lennon. And this freaked them out. And they questioned if it really was John Lennon. I again clipped that part and repeated it for our listeners. That sounds like John Lennon to me. Yeah, it does. It has a very John Lennon-y. Now, if I was tone of voice doing that with the other Beatles, uh, that would have freaked me right out. Yeah. The last clue we have, it's not really a clue. (laughs) It's kind of interesting. The Simpsons, there was an episode 
and where Lisa Simpson wants to be a vegetarian and she bumps into Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney. And he says, I'm a vegetarian. And Lisa didn't know that. And he said, it's true. If you play, maybe I'm amazed backwards. You'll hear a ripping recipe for a lentil soup. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the episode, as the credits are rolling, you're going to hear a version of maybe I'm amazed. And at the end, there's clearly something playing backwards. Now, if you flip that around, you're going to clearly hear it. And at the very end, he says, oh, by the way, I'm alive. So I'm going to go ahead and play that for you now. Lentil soup. One medium onion chopped. Two tablespoons of vegetable oil. One clove of garlic crushed. One cup of carrots chopped. Two sticks of celery chopped. Half a cup of lentils. One bay leaf. One tablespoon of freshly chopped parsley. Salt and freshly ground pepper to taste. Two and a quarter cups of vegetable stock or water. There you have it. Simpsons lovers. Oh, and by the way, I'm alive. Would you that think? didn't even sound like Paul McCartney. It, it's faux McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Steph? What, what's your opinion on Paul possibly being dead? What's your opinion from what I've presented today for you? To me, it doesn't prove that he died, but to me, it's questionable. Like, I'd like to, like I said, if I think the person that would have the answer besides the DNA testing, the DNA testing would be the original drummer. Yeah. Because I think he could tell the difference between him and the other one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that Paul knows about this conspiracy theory, obviously, because he mentions it in the Simpsons episode. No, I'm alive, but he, he doesn't mind that it's being spread around, that type of thing. So I don't know. Interesting. All the music conspiracy thing is interesting. The back masking, the backwards music. Either way, it's a little creepy. You can easily go down that rabbit hole. That's and I'm true. sure people will now that they've heard this. So I'm going to lead us out of the show. And I'm going to lead us out with a Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. He made a song called 665. Obviously, you know what 666 is. Mm-hmm. But if you reverse this, you're going to hear... Santa, I love you, baby. My Christmas king, Santa, you're my king. I love you. Santa, baby, got what I need. Here is 665. Christmas and happy holidays, all. Merry Christmas. To the Spirit Podcast. Supernatural Science. Hallelujah. I'm ghost. I'm ghost. I'm ghost. Psychic. Mystic. Spirit. Divine Source. Heaven. The dead. It's magic. Magic.